0: It's Saturday night. Saturday night 5. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Hey, another hey, Saturday night. a Saturday night. Saturday night. Get ready for a Saturday night. Louder. Saturday night. alright. Okay, we are once again live here on a Saturday night for Dynasty Saturday Night Five. If you're watching over on the Twitter, we love you, but pop on over to the YouTube where you can join the chat. Uh, If you are watching on the YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, give this video a thumbs up, and uh, maybe even turn on those noties, right? Um, If you're listening on the audio, uh, uh, the Going For Two Live podcast feed, please subscribe rate and review once again i'm brian ford and joined by my co-host josh walker josh how you doing doing great it's always a good day to talk football Mm. you know i was uh uh, right before the show uh someone i talked to occasionally there on on the tweeters um did you know that you know that thing with like the helicopter like just dropped in to say like it's oh yeah. yeah, yeah 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 and uh and you know, he said it's a good day to make a trade. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's more complicated than that. <laughs> but- Depends on the league, but yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get in, into that uh, in, in a little bit. So just to remind folks of the theme of our show, we, we do lists of five as sort of a way to, um, you know, as a, a way into talking about Dynasty. Just try to have a little bit of fun on a Saturday night. Um, you know, we don't ignore numbers, but we don't, you know, go real heavy into them. Just, just trying to have a a good hang with you, uh, on a, on a Saturday night. And, um, the, the topic this week is real life trades we've made. Uh, you know, we thought we'd unpack a few, uh, real life trades as sort of a way to talk about some player values or some strategies that we're using. And, um. And we'll even have a, a visual element. Uh, but before we get into that, um, one of the reasons that uh, I, I think this was a, a good idea to uh, to do this episode <clears throat> is because there are trade deadlines looming in a lot of uh, uh, dynasty leagues. And so I thought it might be cool uh, for uh, us to maybe spend a couple minutes talking about uh, how do you feel about trade deadlines in in dynasty leagues? Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll start off because mine's
1: pretty simple. I don't like them. My favorite time to trade dynasty is usually either at the very end of the year when someone's trying to make a championship push, if I'm rebuilding and during the offseason, uh when there's nothing really else to do. So I like to, especially in dynasty, I like to keep active. And it's really hard to do that with the trade deadline. Then everyone just sits there. You know, for months until it opens back up. So I'm personally not a very big fan of it. Kind of defeats the purpose of uh, Dynasty.
0: Yeah. I, so for a little while when I first started playing Dynasty, I I was like, I was like, no deadline. That's a little, that's a little chaotic. You know, you're not not supposed to be able to trade during the playoffs. You dance with the team that brought you, right? And, And that was, and then just over time, you know, um, Hearing from people who were anti-deadline, um, by the way, polite people who talk to you uh, about being anti-deadline instead of saying, if you have trade deadlines in Dynasty, you're stupid or you're doing it wrong. Fucking noob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I, I came over to team, team no deadline. Um, I, I don't really believe in them. You know, um, I don't. I think I've I've never heard a good enough argument really against them. No. And I think a lot of people who who you know cling to a deadline are are kind of just it there's nothing logical about it. It's it's all like clinging to old ways of thinking or this like irrational fear that somehow some weird trade is 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 going to happen it's going to ruin the integrity of the league or or, or something like that I've, I've never really heard anybody make a, a real good case uh, of keeping deadlines
1: no me either i put it out in two of my dynasty leagues that have trade deadlines and i asked why do we have a trade deadline and every single person read it but nobody responded so i don't i took that as they don't have a good answer as to why so yeah. i'm with you i it's not like only one team can trade dude. if someone else is trading in the playoffs. So you should probably start trying to trade too, you know, so it's not like it's unfair. You know, obviously if there's like
0: collusion, you can do something about that, but I've never really seen that yeah. case in any of my leagues. No, no. And it's, it's my money. It's my team. If I want to mm-hmm. make a trade that's maybe a little overpay or something like that, cause I want to go for the ship or, yeah. you know, whatever, or, Like, maybe I overpay with a vet because I really want that young piece. Whatever it is, right? Like, it's my money. It's my team, you know? Exactly. That's, you know, I I mean, I get it to a point where like, hey, you know, uh, you're going into the, you know, the finals, right? Uh, championship week and the team that, you know, you are about to face just, boom, pulled off a big trade on Saturday night, you know, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, that sucks, but like, honestly, like that's just part of it. You know, that's, that's part of the game. That's a wrinkle that you absorb uh, because you're doing the right thing and 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 not having a deadline. That said, right, you do whatever makes you happy. You play yep. the way that that you want. I'm not here to say that if you have a trade deadline in your dynasty league, it's it's awful and and you're and you're nuts and you're doing it wrong or anything uh, like that. So. Before we get into sort of uh, how some trades have been going for us uh, this, uh, this season, uh, Gator checking in, um, uh, saying that this is on his WE list on Saturday. So this is from an exchange we just had on Twitter. He said that uh, uh, writing a WE list during uh, watching college football is like, you know, really, really hard to do. And I was like... Def- a we list uh and uh you know and he was like never heard of a we list are 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 you single you know yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you didn't know because i don't want to be the guys like all right i'm gonna stop you what's a we list because i don't <laughs> and, know either and like you know he explained it's like you know we got to take the christmas lights out of the attic we got to get the dog you know to the vet or whatever right and i'm saying that's a to-do list like you know <laughs> I mean, especially for a single person, and honestly, I've never heard somebody with a partner call it a we list either. So, am I am I nuts, Josh, or is this just sort of? I mean, I was gonna say maybe it's a Southern thing, but here here's a Georgia boy saying yeah. that. You know, I don't know what's going on.
1: I mean, I I don't know. It's I'm married, and I've still never heard of a wee list. I am only thirty, so I mean, it could be like something for. You know, maybe people five, ten years older than me. I don't know. Mm. But I just genuinely have no idea what that is. It makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, what it is. Like, we
0: got to do this. But I've just never really heard that term before. Also, uh, fellow uh, fellow going for two, uh, teammate uh, Jamie checking in. What's up, Jamie? Good to see you. And uh, <laughs> we have uh, Tony, Ols- uh, Troy, Tony Troy Olson. <laughs> Uh, who subbed uh, for for Josh uh, Voice and Fuego on, on Twitter? We had a fun time talking about uh, uh, rebuild uh, rebuild tips. Um, getting back to our we list here, uh, we list is a wish she takes credit for. <laughs> okay, uh, and Troy confirming forty two married. Never heard of a we list. I don't know Gator. This kind of sounds like a, a, a niche thing. I don't know what's <laughs> going on there in Florida, but, uh, you know, well, I do know what's going on there in Florida. Uh, anyway, so how has trading been for you this season in your Dynasty League?
1: Uh, it really does depend on the leagues. One of my home Dynasty Leagues with friends I know, the trades have been absolute shit. I've got the, the offers I've been getting are absolutely horrible. They try and use these funky trade calculators to justify it, but you know, it's just it's been it's been hard to trade. Honestly, it's been hard to get good picks for uh, starters. I really had to haggle to make one of these trades we did just to get a first round pick. But mm. it's
0: last last year it felt a lot easier to make trades. And I don't really know why. I'm trying to figure it out. But same, yeah, absolutely. Um, this year has been very. Um... I'm 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 not gonna I'm I'm gonna be honest. It's been like uh, how can I put it? What's the word? Uh, it's escaping me. Uh, I don't want to say depressing, de- disheartening, but like it's been a downer. Like it's 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 been like uh, discouraging, you know, when it comes to trying to make trades. Um, it's one of the reasons that I um, that I wrote that article on goingfortwo.com, my Ten Commandments of, of Dynasty Trading. Because so many people were just, you know, violating, you know, quote unquote, these things that like, you know, just and, and it makes it so hard, whether it's, you know, being unresponsive, you know, um, you know, I know a lot of people are decline and move on. I'm not that I'm decline and tell you why, because it could help lead to a trade, even if I don't counter. Um you know, or, uh, you know, they'll let the trade sit there for like five days or, you know, send really bad first offers, which for someone like me personally, I'm just like, get out of here. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to mess with you now. Like, I'm not even going to tell you, like, like yeah. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to attempt it. Cause we're so far apart. Um, you know, and then they're just chintzy and, and greedy and, You know, or have weird valuations of players that are just way off from from mine. And it's been a real struggle this year making trades. And and as I was telling you before the show, I've been so discouraged with all this. I've thought about quitting Dynasty altogether, which would for me essentially mean quitting fantasy football altogether, uh, except for a little charity redraft and and DFS. Um, Yeah you know, as I was, as I was telling the guy with the helicopter thing uh, on, on Twitter, you know, fantasy football is supposed to be a fun escape, right? And when it ceases to be either, you know, it's kind of time to reconsider, right? <laughs> like, you know, now there's an asterisk to that, right? Cause I have certain conditions mentally and, and being autistic and things like that, that throw my overreaction, maybe ish, to some of these things, in into the mix, and uh, and and that sort of thing, and just you know, um, I find it hard to, I have an inability when I'm when I'm a part of something, whether it's my union or a fantasy league or whatever, to to not call out BS and want to make things better, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, exactly. it's like touching that wet paint sign for me, right? So <laughs> all that, but. You know, but here I am still, you know, in the leagues, and and, and I and I haven't and I haven't quit yet. You know,
1: so. Yeah, I mean, on that point, I have a trade I'm looking at right now. It's been sitting there 11 days. I offered. I've messaged a guy, I tagged him in the group chat, and it's not even a big trade. It's for like Calvin Ridley for Jalen Warren and
0: like a pick. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. He's setting his lineups too, so that's. Yeah, and then and, and then and you'll see them in the chat like saying <laughs> something like. I'm like, bruh, you got to train. You're sitting there for, for like three. Like, days. just decline it and like, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Troy commiserating, uh, or I'm sorry, Gator. Uh, no one wants to give proper value this year. Uh, Troy can't get uh, offers in his home leagues anymore, and is thinking about going down to three leagues. That would be scary for me I know no i know I don't have to be in like the forty five leagues that I'm in like honestly whatever right like that's a little much and, and i and I should keep cutting down um because none of them get the individual attention they should right but uh three for me means like i'd be i'd be kind of bored i i I'd have like I like a portfolio like I need like if I don't have like, I don't know, Etienne somewhere, right? Like I need I need places to to, to get, you know, right, right, you know. Um, and and also, you know, even if I cut down, right, like instead of a broad range of BS, right, I just be digging deeper into the into the bs in each individual league right so like it's the same amount of disappointment right you know so at least at least for me but but yeah you know i I, i'm glad you know uh uh gator and and troy have kind of corroborated that like these trading streets are rough this year i'm glad
1: it doesn't confirm that me and you are just cynics and just you know which we I, i am i'm sure you have your moments too. But I think yeah. a lot of it is, and I learned this in baseball because I play fantasy baseball also. That's where I started playing fantasy. Mm-hmm. I did one league for a long time. I got bored with it because it wasn't enough. I tinkered. I traded my w- way out of contention sometimes just because I was so bored and just wanted to make some moves. Mm-hmm. So last year I joined, like I think, six leagues, and that was too much. I couldn't keep up with all of them because it's such a long year. So I think it's finding the right number mm. that you can do to where you keep occupied but you're not overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. And the thing about baseball too is most of my leagues were uh, were were daily lineup. I yeah. don't like the that's weekly lineup. Yeah. yeah, so like so having, I mean having daily lineup and, and, and six leagues. That's that can a be, lot. that can be a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, leagues just one more time here. Uh, Gator is in uh, twenty league range. It's going to be the point where I, I need to get down to the leagues that are active yeah you know like but that's the thing right like if i only got down to leagues that were active i'd have like four or five <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's just uh it's just bleh. uh kyle checking in uh at center says on on twitter thanks uh thanks for dropping by as always um let's see uh uh Jamie is getting rid of all the leagues that don't have consolation brackets or rules against tanking, because if it's not in the rules, anything goes. Maybe that's another thing we can talk about at at some point. I don't really like. I don't want consolation brackets to mean anything. Like one of the perks of like trying to get worse and get out of the playoffs is that I can sit there for <laughs> a few weeks and not have to, you know uh pay attention unless I'm trying to make those those no deadline those n- no deadline trades, but maybe that's something else to, to think about uh at another time. All right. Uh and Gator would like you to hit him up for a baseball league. Okay. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I used to be in a few, but I just I just don't pay attention to baseball anymore. So it's just it's a like, it's a long season. My um so I, I was. This is my last year in in a couple leagues that I've been in for years, like fifteen years with with people, and it's just not the right thing to do to to keep me in that league. You know, for me to stay mm-hmm. because I'm just, you know, I'm not I'm not there. I'm like a paper member of of the league, <laughs> and um, so uh, here's where I've gotten with baseball. Right, my brother texted me, uh oh, you know, did you see Pujols sit, uh, hit 699 and 700? And my response was, oh, he's still playing? <laughs> so, you know. Yeah.
1: Time to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll never tell anyone it's time to stop playing
0: fantasy, but that might be, yeah. <laughs> might be a sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Now that we've gotten our, uh, our, our, our whining and complaining out of the way with, with how hard it's been to trade, let's get into some – some real life uh trades that we've made um this year um you know uh, being that the landscape has been rough um it's been slimmer pickings of our recent trades to to comb through and also um the trade history part of sleeper only goes down uh, so far and then you'd have to like scroll way up in the chats and stuff so so you know maybe there might be a, a couple that were juicier and better uh, that we didn't we didn't put in here but um, and, and it's interesting too like uh, that all of these are from uh, the standpoint of one way or another uh, a non-contending team um, yeah. you know uh, it, that's the cycle I'm at I, I leveled down a lot of middlers took over some ugly teams and then just the usual rebuilds like I have a small percentage of competing teams but. Yeah, you know, I mean, people want an arm and a leg for, for stuff, you know, so, yeah. Well, especially
1: seeing if you join a new league, they might try and take advantage of you or something. That happened to me in a league. Like, as soon as I joined, they sent me some wild offers. Just...
0: So, here we go. So, G- Gator, making fun of me here. Just know Joe Green that. was out of football. But, listen, first of all, I said <laughs> baseball, all right? I didn't say... Uh, but you talking about Mean Joe Green, the, the Steelers, the the hey kid, throw the jersey in the commercial. Yeah, yeah, of course I know he's out of. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> come on. But there's the, but there's a whole lot of tils with with uh, with some of this stuff that it's just like okay, you know. Um, uh, anyway, so let's do it. Uh, we have a visual element uh, for us uh, this evening, uh, so uh, it's our first time using it. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, hold on. Nope. Oh, <laughs> it, it was working just fine. I just had. I just uh, had it on the wrong slide. Okay. So we actually are going to show you the trades that we made visually because whenever somebody is saying a trade to me in my ear holes, like I have to like repeat it, write it down, whatever. So like I'm trying to picture it in my head on sleeper, you know, so uh, rather than ask you to do that, we're going to show you Uh, for those of you who are in the chat, it's just going to be a little clunky. Uh, sometimes for me to, to to catch what's going on in the chat and share the screen and all that. So uh, uh, just, you know, your grace and, and patience, please. All right. Here we go. So click, click, boom. All right. Okay. So uh, for some reason, the Armchair Fantasy Show screen share background is there i can't get rid of it but uh, you should listen to that anyway <laughs> so um here we are episode 11 real life trades a, a very no frills uh uh slides uh uh verse i tried ones with backgrounds and things like that and it was just this one just uh this one just worked you know all right <clears throat> josh you're up first uh tell us about this uh this 10 teamer
1: Yeah, so this is a a league I took over right before the season started. I think I had like a week and a half. Um, It's 10-team, super flex, half-point PPR, tight end premium, but there's no tight end slot, but there are three uh, flex spots that you can put a tight end at. Um, The team was extremely heavy on running back, which I liked, and that's the main reason I agreed to take it over. But as we know, uh, running back injuries have been brutal, I also had some wide receivers get hurt. So what I thought was going to be at least make the playoffs. I didn't think this team was like a winner for the championship, but I at least wanted to make the playoffs. I I knew that wasn't going to happen by like week four or five. And I gave it another week or two, which I should have jumped on it, but I wanted to see what happened. Uh, I made a few pickups and I just realized I just need to tank and rebuild. Uh, I did not have a first um, round pick when I took it over for 2023. Uh, so as you'll see that's one of my priorities i did when i took this team over it was try and get picks
0: and young players right and so these uh these are this is two trades from that mm-hmm. same, same one team okay yeah. right i right, just want to get folks on board with that uh, i'm a, i actually am super glad you picked these trades because they're they're players i want to talk about for real yeah All right, so the first one, um, you sent Burks and got Watson and a 24-third. Talk talk to me about this one.
1: Yeah, this this was um, after the three-touchdown game before uh, the Thursday night game. So I don't remember what day it was, but it was in between those. Um, The trade had been sitting there, honestly, before that game. I just didn't get around to it because I was busy last weekend. Um, So my thinking on this is quarterback (laughs) – you know, I think Traylon Burks probably might be the better receiver, but I don't like the thought of Malik Willis being a quarterback and trying to support a wide receiver one. And just the fact that um, Willis is going to be the future quarterback, it leads me to believe they're not going to throw a ton. You know, they do remind me of my team that I watched, the Falcons, and I feel like they kind of have the same game plan. And I just, it's not a good environment for, you know, a wide receiver. So I took the shot on Watson, hoping he gained Rogers trust. And even with Jordan Love, if Rodgers leaves, I still like that better than Malik Willis. And um, yeah, I honestly looking back, I wish I tried to get a twenty-three pick instead. But I was happy enough just to take this one. And then Watson scored two touchdowns again last game. I don't mm-hmm. expect that to keep happening. He had five touchdowns and six catches, yeah. but it is promising. Shows that the upside is there that we all thought. And he's finally getting on the page with Aaron
0: Rodgers. Yeah, I, I it's it, this trade was super interesting to me. Um, because these are these are two rookies that have been, you know, hurt and had some some reasons to you know uh, give them some dings, and they're both you know spiking now, right? Mm-hmm. And they're and they're buzzy. Um, you know, Gator here is saying uh, uh, for the rest of the season, uh, give me Burks, right? And so my, when I first looked at this, I was like, hmm. I have Burks like, you know, whatever. I don't think eight spots ahead of Watson in the rankings. And really that's, that's alpha upside baked into that ranking. And, you know, does a 24 third really do it for me? And that sort of thing, you know, and I am sort of leaning into more and more um, the whole. uh, So I've never not been talent over situation, It's just that my percentage of situation uh, in my mental formula for these things was probably bigger than some people who, like, are 1,000% all the time, like, talent over situation. So I kind of baked that into my ranking of Burks. But you bring up a really good point about um, quarterback. Although, devil's advocate, right, like, um, does Aaron Rodgers retire at the end of this season? And You know, uh, next year, are we looking at Malik Willis and Jordan Love and everybody loses? Although, uh, to be fair, I think Jordan Love's a better passer than than
1: Malik Yeah, and that was my thinking. Even moving forward, if, you know, I made the trade assuming Rodgers would be back, but I did go through my head. If he's not, Jordan Love still will pass the ball a lot more than Malik Willis is, and I do think he's a better passer. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I didn't – also, I should have mentioned, I did not – that team was very light on picks. So at this point, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get. I think I had a second, a fourth, and a fifth for 24. So I'm also mm-hmm. trying to get those up because I've said mm-hmm. in the past, I don't really like trading for 24 picks usually. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't value them nearly as much as some people. But in this case, if I'm tanking, I'm trying to build out for the next two or three years. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I you know. I'm, I am Gators here saying in the chat, the third is meh for me. I'm not saying it's not meh. I'm not saying it's juicier, yeah. you know, but what I'm saying is I'm hashtag thirds matter. Like, um, everything matters. It's, um, I don't like, you know, um, well, I shouldn't say I don't like, uh, I don't like, uh, talking about, uh, uh guns. Cause if it's part of armed resistance, I'm okay with it. But, um, if this gives you more bullets, right, um, mm-hmm. And that is in a number of ways it, you know, who knows if you happen to hold on to that third by the time the 24 draft comes around. Right. And then its value is never greater than, than, you know, when the draft is underway or, you know, whether you then, you know, take that third, you know, pile it with another third and some lesser asset. And now you've upgraded to like, you know, uh, a mid second and, you know, some other, you know, uh, sprinkle in there. Right. It's, it's uh, It's currency too You know Yeah um, yeah. And,
1: and one thing I do make a point When I'm rebuilding I always try and get back More pieces than I give up And I always try And make it upside picks That way I, You know I have more options And I Like you said I have more opportunities For me to hit on players That other people might not want So
0: Yeah Yeah I mean So overall My first reaction was Whoa I got Burks More than a 24 Ahead of Watson But now it's like you know i i I'm okay with this, you know, I could see either side making the case that that they that uh they're they're more comfortable with it, yeah. and i think I think you know um i think I think you know it, let's say they're both equal, well now you also have a twenty four third right so.
1: yeah. And one thing about thirds, I got Dulcich in a few third rounds this year. So Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you play it right, tight end is a lot of times and some court, other quarterbacks, like I also got Sam Howell a few times in a third,
0: and I like him. I think he's going to have a decent career. So, you, I mean, you got to be smart with it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Jamie's making a reference to tanking, and, and I saw people in the chat talking about max points. That's another topic, you know, um, maybe off season, maybe not you know, sort of like dynasty settings and rules that we like, you know? Yeah. Like I'm a big max potential points for uh person. Yeah. So, yep. all right, let's move on to same, same team, same league, second trade. Another one I super want to talk about. JT, talk me through this one. Yeah, let me, I'm going to actually
1: pull the team up because my, uh, this team, I also forgot to mention this. My quarterbacks right now are Tannehill, Zach Wilson, and Heineke. So I do not have a good quarterback outlook. I do have Ritter down on my taxi squad that mm-hmm. I got in the rookie draft, but the main thing I wanted options. And this is either going to be a 102 or 101. The way this league does, the last the people the two people in last place during the playoffs play each other, and whoever wins those head-to-heads get the 101. So either way, I'm guaranteed for the 102. And I mainly did this like I still love Jonathan Taylor. He's my number two dynasty running back, but I now have options to get. If the guy goes Bryce Young, I can get Bijan. Mm-hmm. I don't think I lose out too much there because I think he's going to be amazing. And if he takes Bijan, I can get a good young quarterback and really set myself up at quarterback a little bit better than what I have to where I could have, you know, Ritter, Zach Wilson, and then, you know, Bryce Young or something. So
0: yeah, I re- oh, I mainly yeah. wanted
1: options there because I also have J.K. Dobbins on this team. I don't know how his health is going to be, so, you know. That was my thinking is I now have an option to get a young quarterback or a young stud running back, and I don't miss out too much from Taylor.
0: Yeah, no, I, that's – especially when you describe your quarterback situation, you know, that that's very that's very relevant to this. Yeah. So I, I really wanted to to talk about this because of the JT market and, and what it's looking like. And, um, you know, for me there's been this weird sort of dip and overreaction – to a few tough games and an injury. Uh, And, you know, and listen, I don't, I don't love that team, that offense. Right. But JT's JT, like, you know, and he, you know, he, he showed us, you know, why he's still JT Uh, for what it's worth. He's, he's still my number, my number one um, in, in dynasty. And so when I looked at it, I was like, Oh, you need to get more than a first for, for JT. But then I thought like, given, what I've seen out there and the way I've seen people, you know, throw cold water on him. And then when you told me this is like guaranteed one Oh two, I'm saying, okay, well, you essentially just traded JT for uh, CJ Stroud, you know? Uh, And listen, CJ Stroud could bust, right? For sure. You know? Um, And so I would probably have wanted a little more padded in there, a little more, a little more insurance there, yeah. But um, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, at where at what point you think you are in the rebuild? You know, there's a case to be made that you know um, JT is a high volume, high usage uh, uh, running back, and so his um, you know his uh, his dynasty story is going to be fairly typical of the you know, oof oof 26 you know once you know once it gets there right like oh yeah you know so you know that there's that argument to be made and listen right cj stroud and a super flex when you're thin at quarterback you got it you got to love it
1: yeah and i mean i think jonathan taylor's way better than zeke ever was but i do kind of see if they keep running him like he is you know it it might wear on him a little bit you know he's obviously better and i made this trade after jeff saturday took over and he had a bounce back game. So this is not me, no way saying I don't like Jonathan Taylor. You know, I still have him ranked super high, but it's just more of giving myself options later down the road. Cause at this point I'm two years away from competing the way I just scrapped my team. And right. Yeah. So I'm not really like worried about until he's like
0: 24, 25. Hmm. For sure. Yeah. Uh, So even, so even, I mean, when you, when you put it in that context, they're like, you're competing in, in 24, mm-hmm. then short, yeah. You know, better to be a little early, you know, on yeah. a high usage running back than than late, right? Yep. Okay. So I I loved that we were able to talk about that. Um, you know, uh, uh someone who who who's whose philosophy on running backs, um, has influenced my sort of shift on them. I don't totally. Way um, you know uh, uh, go the way they go when it comes to thinking about running backs, but I've sort of started to blend that perspective in a little bit more. Um, uh, to give to give the person credit, it's uh, um, Jacob Sanderson, uh, but um, you know, uh, sort of was asking essentially, even if it was rhetorically, like, are there any real you know dynasty running backs right now that? That are they're worth two twenty three firsts anymore, right? And you know when you think about it, I I think people in some leagues would still you know do it uh, for JT, although that number is probably less than than I think um, yeah. from what I've seen recently, right? But then you but then you look at the at the next bunch and you know the the guys you might be able to have squeezed it out. Like say like I don't know Javante or, or Brees Hall right, they're on the shelf long term with uh, with major knee injuries right so yeah and um, I do have Brees oh, Hall yeah. on this team too so yeah um, hmm. yeah Gator agrees maybe getting a bit more uh, uh, for JT but I don't think um uh, I don't think uh, it's it's that it's 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 anything glaring um
1: also one more thought process i had because this is my pick that the person who had my team before traded away it just i don't like going into a rebuild without you know a first round pick and if i'm going to tank i want my rewards for i don't want to late first you know what i mean yeah -hmm. for
0: sure yeah Um, so i felt like
1: i kind of had my hands tied there
0: but and the way it works out with this too is you got your first back right like the person you took over from traded it, right? And now you got it back and, you know, you're, you're getting the one 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 or two. Gator here saying that JT and CMC are both worth two firsts plus, in my opinion. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I almost like, said something. There's a case to be made in my head that, like, it should be true, right? But it's just not when you look what's out there, right? People aren't aren't throwing that into into running back, especially um, the uh, and especially the last, the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Wanna move this along here. Yeah. All right. So minor, are, are, are less interesting, <laughs> less buzzy players, I think, but um, you know, we'll uh, we'll talk about them. So this, uh, this league you know um, is a 1qb um, I threw it in there because you know hey some people play one Qb still I have like out of my 40 plus leagues I have two one QBs um, <laughs> they are at times kind of annoying but uh, um, you know one of them I joined because uh, just effort eh, you know I got you know all these 97 million super flexes let me do a 1 Qb one the other is um, is a Debbie one and the and I'm in like a uh like a few debbies with the same commish. Yeah. And so he was just like spicing it up like okay, let's make this one a 1 QB, right? I think cuz it was a 14 teamer, right? So it would really stretch that whole um court, you know, super flex thing which it, it would stretch the quarterback's pretty thin. So, uh I was probably a midler anyway. Uh I lost Lance um fields hadn't been the fields we wanted yet uh and so okay i said listen let me level down a bunch and maybe not do a full-on rebuild right but uh but certainly not try to try to level up and, and and compete also for context i've been moving off some Ramondre shares i love Ramondre. we talked about that last week um he he's he's a guy i've been on him since like before the draft like Super love him, but listen—he is a running back, right? And I am in a, at least a slight rebuild, right? So you know, uh, it's it's important to get you know the points off the roster. It's important to get running backs off the roster, and it's important to diversify your portfolio if you have too much exposure to Ramondre and and you know, um, I don't know, uh, I don't, I think that whole Belichick backfield thing is a little overblown. But you, you know, you know, you never know, right? Damian Harris, a free agent. You know, I I, don't, I doubt they're they're gonna bring somebody in that that makes Ramondre, you know, go to like a, a, a you know, eighty five percent running back rush share uh, anymore, you know, like uh, uh, at all, right? Like yeah. so so he's not gonna like grow in, in the role all that much. So anyway, so that's why I, I'm just kind of you know hedging and, and moving off. Uh, some, some Remandre. All right. So with that in mind, uh, so um, this was an interesting one. Um, the, the team that I was working with uh, didn't really have a whole lot of picks to, to work with. Um, and I wasn't in a complete teardown. So I wanted to get some known quantity NFL uh, guy. So um, I sent uh, Stevenson and I gave this team back their 23 fourth and their 24 third. Uh, And then I got Dalton Schultz in a premium Alec Pierce and a 24 second, which is possibly late if he's good again uh, next year. I was comfortable with this. I got a running back off my roster. Uh, I got a wide receiver, longer shelf life. I'm a little nervous about Pierce. Um, not so much because, uh, you know, how Paris Campbell's been doing uh, with Matt Ryan. Uh, but just, you know, that team is so unknown, right? Like, who is going to be uh, the, the, the quarterback? And uh, so there's, I'm a bit nervous about that. But, uh, but I like Schultz. Uh, I, don't have a, I don't have a lot of them. Um, I, I think he he was a little overrated coming off a tight end three uh, season, you know, the tight end three. Um, so I have him, you know, like tenth, it, it, you know, but still, you know, that's a, that's a top ten uh, dynasty tight end for me uh, in, in a premium. So that's where I was coming from with that one. What you say?
1: Yeah, um, coming into and this is mostly redraft. I faded Dalton Schultz this year. I thought he just played way over his head. But that being said, he's still only 26. And as long as Dak Prescott's a quarterback, he looks a lot better with Dak under center. Oh, yeah. His his season outlook doesn't look good. He's only scoring, I think, eight and a half PPR points per game. But if you look at the game log, most of that was when Cooper Rush was quarterback. Yep. And, like, since Dak's back, he's had seven targets and eight targets when he went a few Mm -hmm. games with no catches. Um, Mm -hmm. So I definitely think there's good upside there, especially in tight end premium um i love alec pierce i was drafting him in rookie drafts when i could a lot of times in the third um so i like that and i like that you get a second you get the better pick out of all of these you know mm-hmm. as a, I, I, I view a 24 second over a 23 fourth and a 24 third mm-hmm. so yeah. i think I, I would make that trade too and i love Romandre, especially if you have like a good bit of shares of
0: them already it does work out to hedge your bets a little just in case yeah, and as as Kyle's pointing out here in yeah. in the chat, uh, there was a low acquisition cost, right? So, you know, uh, pivoting and, and moving him when his value is high is good. I don't factor that in as much, you know, in in my decisions. I I, I kind of play by like the past is gone. Like I don't care what I what I, but. You know, over the long haul, it, you know, some people really, you know, do look at it that way. And, and it is important to keep in mind, you know, that, you know, this is a long term thing and you don't want to, you know, constantly be, you know, uh, depreci- depreciating, losing value on transactions and and, and that sort of thing. Um,
1: yeah, and yeah. Also, I think Ramondre is about... I don't know if it's his peak for his career, but now it's as good of a time as ever. I think this is probably going to be the best usage he gets mm-hmm. or right about the top. Because yeah. I, I do think they like to keep two running backs. Maybe not split on 50-50 like they did with Harris, but,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And speaking of uh, uh, Schultz, Schultz with, with Dak, um, <clears throat> in three games uh, with Dak, his snaps and route participation have gone up. Five targets, five catches for forty-nine yards. Seven targets, six catches for seventy-four, and then last week, eight targets, six catches, fifty-four yards, and a touchdown. Um, that comes from plug plug my uh, my cash game DFS article on, on goingfortwo uh, dot com. I, I I pinched it for uh, for our usual uh, writer uh, Jared um, Yeti Express, uh, and uh, and I love Schultz this week, but. You know, I could talk about DFS now for a long time. No, and, I was and, good, and I'm not going to do that.
1: Yeah, I'm running two tight
0: end lineups this week, baby. <laughs> you know it. I wish pricing is time. brutal. I yeah, wish we, we had have time have, to talk yeah. about it. Uh, it's it's not just the sleep, but also like the change in pricing. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, that's fun. That's that's always fun because it's it's a puzzle piece. So, friend of the show, Julia, uh, checking in. Thanks again uh, for joining us, as always. Uh, she's asking Ramondre or Brees. Obviously, Brees more talented, but now has the major injury. Um, for me, it—I mean, like, listen—if I'm a—if I'm a contender, right, and I want that, you know, high volume running back, right, you better believe somebody has to add to Stevenson to for, to, for me to get give, give Brees. But I'd be—I'd be, you know, uh, okay doing it f- uh, for the right price. For some rebuilders, Brees is a buy target, you know. Um, but either either a you have to flip him before twenty three starts, or b you have to be comfortable keeping him and like and like if if you're not going to compete till two thousand twenty four, because uh, usually it's the second year after the ACL injuries where where running backs uh, come back to form, you know. Uh, yeah. I, me and Jesse talked about that on Dynasty Fever, uh, extensively recently. And, and there are some stories, you know, of, of guys who the ACL kind of, you know, uh, ruined them. But the really talented, like, you know, elite athletes, like Dalvin Cook, Edger and James, um, Jamal Charles, Jamal Lewis, um, Saquon Barkley, we've seen, right? It's, It's okay, Like, you know, they they have good years, even very good years after it. So uh, between, you know, uh, between I think Hall and and Javante being in that elite category and the better, you know, uh, medical stuff, uh, you know, uh, recently, like um, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, So uh, he's not quite as scary as I thought he was to acquire. So um I want Brees in a vacuum in Dynasty, of course. If I'm a contender, would I would I move Brees for Ramondre in the right pieces? Yeah, possibly. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, in this same league, I'll just touch on it because it does involve a trade and Brees. Um, this was like two weeks ago after he got hurt. I went in this league especially because I'm playing for twenty twenty four. I'm very short on twenty twenty four picks. So knowing I'm two years away, I traded Chubb and Kirk. For Brees Hall on a 24 second, which is right now slated to be early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was perfectly fine with that because Chubb oh, yeah. will be 28, you know, Kirk mm-hmm. will be 28, 29, something like that. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm I can just sit on him for a whole year, even if mm-hmm. he's on my bench all year, I'm I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get those points off your roster, get people yep. who aren't even who aren't even on the active roster on boarded and a pick which keeps you fluid and gains mm-hmm. value. Sure. Yeah, yep. I'd do that. All right, let's move to this next one. Um, this one's the huge, you know, 12-team super flex. Uh, PPR, there's the, uh, the .5 uh, premium for tight ends. I'm in rebuild mode for sure. I have some good pieces, but likely not competing until 24. Uh, this is also a low trade volume league. Uh, as I said at the top, I have unfortunately too many of those. <laughs> so there's some of like I don't want to say take what you can get, but like it's built into the way I I I I think about trades uh in this league, right? And the the number of sort of partners and options you have. And also, I'm moving off some Gabe Davis shares. Again, not because I'm as down on him as um as as Josh is. I, I do like him. I, I know what he is. He's he's boom bust. He's not like elite or anything you know but uh people like him still um you know on on name value and, and on the big plays uh and you know if somebody's got uh, had hollywood injured or you know has jamar chase down or whatever right they're they're looking to to fill in that uh <clears throat> that wide receiver slot so uh i sent Gabe Davis, and got back Christian Kirk and Jerome Ford. So it doesn't look like much, right? Um, This person was, I think, a little resistant to to give up what I wanted. My original uh, offer was uh, I wanted uh, Dotson, Ford, and a third. It was a little aggressive. Um, But you know, uh, after a little back and forth, this is kind of where we landed. Um, for me, uh, in this case, um, Kirk, even with Ridley next year, I think is, you know, I technically I have him a couple spots below Gabe, but um, he's sort of a, a safer floor type of asset. Um, and uh, and I think when it comes to the market and how people are thinking of, of him, this was before his big blow-up game, by the way, um, you know, I think I could get more for him um, if I wanted to, to move him. And then, you know, I add Jerome Ford, who, you know, um, obviously I like him because of the last name. But uh, I think people are, are sort of sick of me talking about <laughs> Jerome Ford. I'm not saying he's like through the roof to the moon, but I think he's perfectly set up uh, to be Kareem Hunt next year. Um, maybe not Kareem Hunt's level right away. Uh, but Kareem hunt will be 28 and you know, they were trying to trade him for a fourth and couldn't even get that. Um, you know, uh, and, and by the way, he'll be a free agent for those, for those of you who don't know. And I think, I think Ford has that well-rounded skill set. I I think to Ernest Johnson is more of a chub. Uh, and I think Ford is more of a, of a Kareem hunt. So listen, is it, is it not huge, but eh, there's some upside. So what do you think?
1: Yeah. um, Honestly, I, I would probably accept a trade if it was just Gabe Davis for Christian Kirk. Like I'd rather have Kirk. I don't have Gabe Davis on a single dynasty team. That is mm-hmm. by design. So the fact that you got a rookie running back that has a good shot at playing time in a year is great. Like I would smash accept on this. You didn't get what you wanted, but that's
0: I think you still came out a lot better. Mm-hmm. And and which which also brings me to like In a vacuum here on, like, a slide, we're talking about winning or losing the trade, right? But but I also think it's important when we give context to these trades about what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. I'm all for, you know, quote-unquote losing a trade on paper in a vacuum if it fits what I'm trying to do, you know? Maybe not, like lose it by a lot but you know what I mean. yeah
1: yeah like uh, both of mine i looked at i probably lost on paper but it fit my team and what i needed to do and i feel a lot better about it than you know just looking at it on there and being like oh that's that's bullshit you know yeah so i totally agree and honestly in dynasty this my later leagues i drafted instead of drafting running backs early i tried to stock up on rookie running backs like mm-hmm. my latest league i drafted I think i have four or five rookie running backs on my bench and that's just either trade bait when they get opportunity or you know
0: if they hit you know you're set Mm -hmm. and you can focus on other things in rookie drafts absolutely so uh julia checking in uh speaking of gabe uh would you take him or burks uh in dynasty and were you impressed with burks on thursday night i've been talking a lot about my trade why don't you start with this one yeah, I'd
1: definitely take Traylon Burks over Gabe Davis. I was very impressed with him. Thursday, that's the that's the Traylon Burks. Everyone drafted it, you know, 102, 103 in rookie drafts, or as far as receivers go. Um, you know, first second receiver off the board. That's what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh even with the fluky quarterback situation come up, I still like him more than Gabe Davis because he is a more complete wide receiver to me, even as a rookie.
0: Yeah, I think I think he definitely has I more mean, upside. I mean, it's a little Gabe, closer. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Gabe Davis has never had more than five catches in a game, and Traylon Burks has already done that. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, for sure. And uh, it's a little closer for me than for you, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm on I'm on the Burks train. As far as being impressed with him Thursday night, some interesting dialogue I saw on on Twitter where someone was you know downplaying it because there was a lot of you know. Uh, you know, there's a couple busted coverages and and then on the on the big play down the left sideline, Jair Alexander, like wasn't even expecting them to go deep and was kind of like asleep on the play or, or whatever. Uh, and then some people, you know, touting, you know, uh, him as like, you know, uh, you know, the, the Burks that we want to see, as as you said you know he 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 looked really really good. You can't you can't deny that. I already had the upside sort of baked into the ranking, so I'm not really shifting him on on that one game. But uh, but it it, uh, it is encouraging. Fun stat, uh, courtesy of John Bauer of Dynasty Theory. There are 116 wide receivers who have one uh, who have run 100 routes this year. Right, Traylon Burks ranks. 18th among 116 in yak per reception. Ahead of uh Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Cooper Cup among others. Now, listen, That's is impressive. that yeah, is that stat kind of kind of niche? Yes. Uh, will it matter more when he gets you know, actual more targets and and receptions, right? And as that sample size grows, will that ranking lower? Sure, yeah. But it's an indication, I think, of you know what he can do on the field, right? So yeah. so yeah, so yeah, give me Burks.
1: Yeah. One other thing I just want to touch on: I saw Julia ask about the Falcons Bears game. I don't think oh. the Falcons are going to upset, but I think they'll keep it close. I'm stacking the shit out of the Bears in DFS, though, so so. I think the Falcons defense is in trouble but I think they might be able to keep up cuz the Bears defense is also not good so
0: yeah that's a weird game I was surprised yeah. when it when it when it started with with a 50 total I I still think it's not going to hit the 47 that it's at now I'm not so enthusiastic about stacking Bears um I I just think it's going to it's going to hit the under and uh you know um I think, you know, Fields is like the most game script proof piece of all that. So I'm trying to figure out a way to get him into cash, but, uh... <laughs> hey, him, Monty, and Commit are going to be in a lot of my lineups. That's, that's, that might be the kind of stack i do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, uh, moving along to the next one. I think this is my last one. Um... So this league, you know, the huge 12 team PPR, superflex, 0.5 for the, for the premium. Uh, another one where I'm in rebuild mode, uh, not competing until 2024, uh, low trade volume. And also with a disgustingly early deadline. Um, I have uh, like three leagues where the, the deadline was week 10 or this week. And I just was like, you gotta be effing kidding me. And, you know, oh, it's in the bylaws. Yes, it is. But come on, right? Like, it comes as a surprise because, so, like, the few that have a deadline that I have have a more humane one. But anyway, uh, and then this is also in the context, as I said before, of moving off some Remondre shares. So this one is just, uh, oh, sh- didn't cross out the name. Uh, Remondre uh, for, for Pittman. Uh, straight up, uh, for me, you know, I, you know, I might have wanted a little more sprinkled in, given um, Ramondre's buzz and what he's, the points he's putting up now, as opposed to what Pittman isn't putting up. And I am, like Alec Pierce, a little nervous about um, Pittman moving forward. Not that he'll be bad, but certainly not. Um, there's a case where he won't be the, you know, top. 12, 14, 16 receiver that you see uh, people have him uh, in dynasty uh, because of the uncertainty uh, with the, with the offense and the quarterback. But it came down to this really two pretty good assets, maybe roughly equal. And I get the one with a longer shelf life and, and when I'm in a rebuild. So it was that simple for me.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'll take the Pittman side, you know, yeah. You know, I don't really know what their quarterback situation is going to be like moving forward. Obviously, Ellinger's not the uh, solution because he looked pretty awful. But I still think that talent weighs out with Michael Pittman. You know, he's they're probably similar age, but he's still a very young wide receiver. And I think he's still going to improve a lot. So I would have I made that trade also. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to flag for folks that, like, not every trade from a rebuilders perspective, you know, you need to be acquiring, you know, forty-two picks, right? Sometimes you make something like this where, you know, it's a it's a it's a one for one, but you're uh, maybe not aging down too much, but certainly getting the the longer shelf life, um, the higher ceiling probably, and probably in a year or two, the one that will hold more value. So.
1: Yeah, I, I traded. Uh, I actually made a trade this year for Saquon and Pittman, and sent off Kamara
0: and McLaurin in a pick. So, I'm trying to get okay. Pittman on my rosters. Just yeah, I I think I I don't want to call it a buy low, right? But because I don't know that anybody's you I know mean, Pittman cheap, but like with Paris Campbell doing so well and the team doing so bad, like give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. I've always been big on Pittman. Hmm. All right, so that concludes our discussion of real life trades before we land the plane. Uh, Josh, any, any final words? No,
1: this, uh, I thought we'd be a little, pre- uh, short on time on this one, but you know, there's plenty to talk about plenty of players and I wouldn't mind doing another one of these, maybe later on, maybe talking about different stuff with trades, like, you know, like you said earlier, things we like to see, and especially dynasty settings also. So
0: yeah, yeah kind of yeah.
1: segues into a lot of
0: opportunities. Yeah. We're gonna... All right, folks. So, um, That's a wrap for us. Uh, Please subscribe, rate, and review if you're listening on the Going For Two Live podcast uh, audio feed. Uh, If you are watching on the YouTubes, whether right now, live, or later, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, and maybe even turn on those notifications. Click that little bell. Uh, Time for plugs. Josh, where can we find you and your work? Yeah, you can... uh... You can
1: find me tweeting on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. I also plug most of my articles, but if you don't get it from there, you can get them at goingfortwo.com. I need to go through and update my rankings, but I do have Dynasty redraft rankings and sometimes weekly rankings when I can get get
0: them uh, submitted in time. But, yeah, you can find it all there. All right. Awesome. Um, You can find me on Twitter at FFJunkie__. <clears throat> my rankings dynasty rankings are also ongoing for two.com um occasionally right there more of an off-season writer but last two weeks have been subbing for um <clears throat> uh for for jared the yeti express on on twitter with our with our DraftKings cash game uh, article so go go check it out uh it's it's live um and uh, uh given the uh a relative disappointment uh, on the trading front that we discussed earlier uh, I, I've been increasingly focusing on on DFS um, yep. it's uh, it's just it's it's I like putting the puzzle pieces together you know I like finding the edge the leverage and all that but also the the other humans I don't have to interact with. <laughs> No, anytime you can cut down human interaction, it's a good thing. <laughs> you know they don't disappoint me, right? I mean, you know they disappoint me because they beat me, but like I don't yeah. have to be in the DMs and them telling me so and so is worth such and such. This is what you need for your team to win. You know. All right. Uh, as we round out, uh, Julia asking us for um, upset specials for the weekend. What do you think? I'll let you start this out. I'm going I need to take a look at the lines on some of these real quick. Uh, you know, I'm actually just. I pulled out my uh, my my six page uh, DFS uh, re- uh, research packet, <laughs> and uh, uh, so I'm looking at um, these were early lines, but the but the the faves and underdogs were were the same. Um, yeah, actually, uh, I wouldn't count out indie. I wouldn't count out the Jets. I wouldn't count out um, uh, Chicago. I wouldn't count out um, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, watch and, watch watch the Browns give the Bills a run for their money. I don't know if they'll win, but I think that game's going to be a lot closer. You know, it's uh, a, a dome. You know, is is interesting, right? But also, both teams, it's their, it's off their routine, right? The Bills especially. Right. All this travel chaos and the snow and, you know, going into a new a new stadium, not new stadium, but a different stadium, different locker room. It it breaks their routine. Like, you know, I'm not trying to throw cold water on like Allen and Diggs, but like I probably wasn't using them in, in cash anyway because of their price. But, you know, I don't know. There's a narrative there. I mean, you can run on the bills, too. So. Like, they got a good defense, but you can
1: run on them, and if they can establish the run and set up play-action pass, I think they might be in, in some trouble. I'm not saying they'll win, but I think it's going to be a lot closer.
0: Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, I wasn't predicting Indy would upset the Eagles. I just – I just, I wouldn't count them out. You know, I wouldn't count out grinding down the clock with, with JT uh, against um, against the, the Philly run defense, which hasn't been the same, without uh, Jordan Davis – but you know they did sign a couple veteran defensive tackles. I don't know if it takes them a little while to get acclimated. I think you know stuff in the run is stuff in the run, but you know there's a reason that they were out there, you know, uh, uh, and, and and available. So you know, yeah, don't don't rule that out either. They are they are at home, uh, but listen, Philly coming uh, uh, coming off that Monday night, you know, bad taste in their mouth. You know, it's narrative street, but you know, I, I you know I'm, I'm not like predicting anything for for Indianapolis. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, Okay. So I think that's about it for us. That's a wrap. And thanks for being with us. Go Irish. Oh, God.